Good evening. We call this meeting to order the Canton Select Board at 5.30 p.m. on October 11th, 2022, and the meeting is being televised. I recorded that, I should say, and televised, and will be replayed uh, several times during the next couple of weeks. Uh, before we go into um, our first item on the agenda, I'd just like to congratulate and welcome our new town administrator, Mr. Charles Duty. Congratulations. <laughs> And I also want to, at this time, publicly acknowledge uh, Mr. Charles Aspinwall, who retired, and wish him well and Godspeed, and um, who was here for, here for six years and, and uh, had a long, healthy, happy retirement. Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, I have two other new uh, uh, items of business that uh, aren't, as, aren't as happy as that. First, I'd like to, a moment of uh, silence in memory of two folks who passed away that served this town for many years. And if it's okay with the board, I'd like to do that. The first person I'd like to recognize is Ellen S. McHugo of Canton, Mass, died peacefully at her home on September 25th. She grew up in Dorchester and graduated from Dorchester Girls High School. Ellen had a great passion for the arts and was lucky enough to study with local artists and was an artist who enjoyed painting with watercolor, woodworking, and eventually opened her own custom fashion salon, Sorrell's in Boston, designing costumes and clothing for local Boston entertainers. Once she settled down and met the love of her life, the late John McHugo, they bought a home in Canton and where they raised their four children and were very active members of the community. She is survived by her son, Michael W. McHugo, who's chairman of the Beautification Committee, and his wife, Gail McHugo, who is assistant town clerk. It also leaves Mary E. Andre, her, her daughters, Mary E. Andre, and her husband, Eduardo of East Bridgewater, Mark J. McHugo and his wife, Paula of Centerville, and Matthew H. McHugo and his wife, Marie of Foxborough. Ms. McHugh, Mrs. McHugo was survived by eight grandchildren and 10 great-grandchildren. And unfortunately, we have one more, one more gentleman who uh, served this town for almost 20 years, close to 20 years. With sadness and sorrow, I report that Dr. Robert H. Parker, Jr. of Canton, died peacefully on September 24th. Born in Boston, he was a graduate of St. Paul's School in Cochrane, New Hampshire, received a BA in history from Yale University before switching to his passion in science and earning an MS from Northeastern University and a PhD from Brown University. Rob was a brilliant scientist who worked in the biomedical field, researching and developing treatments for rare infectious diseases, starting at Harvard School of Public Health and ending his professional career as a distinguished scientific, scientific fellow at Sanofi Genzyme. He loved his local community, serving on the Canton School Committee for 10 years, Forest Chairman, and, and on the Canton Finance Committee, totaling nearly 20 years of service. Rob had a beautiful tenor voice, anyone that knew Rob, and loved to sing, performing solos while putting around the house, as well as singing with the Yield Glee Club, where he met his wife, Mala. He was, devoted to his, he was a devoted husband of 45 years to Marla Shea Baker of Canton, Barker, excuse me, I apologize, and loving father Amanda R. Barker of Chicago and Naomi C. Barker. He is survived by 13 nieces and nephews. We could all have a moment of silence and Dr. Barker and his family, and of course uh, the McHugo family, and keep them in your thoughts and praise, and may God bless them and keep a watchful eye on both of them and their families and their friends and family. May they rest in peace. Thank you for allowing me to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Theodore. First thing on the agenda, Mr. Chairman, is the Canton Cultural Council would like to give an update. 
it going? How are you? Hi, how are you? Great, good to see you as always. Is your microphone here? Yeah, right there. Oh, okay. Right on the table. Yep. Well, I'm Pat Cohen. I'm on Revolution Way, and I've been in Canton since 1972. And next to me is one of our Cultural Council members, Trish Chain. And we have other members here. Angie is our chairman, Nancy McCusker, and Diane Silva. We have other members that aren't here today, and that would be Mary Beth McCabe, Leanne Fan, Janet Cooper, Cindy Thomas, and Joyce Denman might arrive at the last minute with great drama. <laughs> we simply wanted to introduce ourselves and bring you up to date on some of the things that we've been doing in the town of Canton. And um, over the past, we have awarded grant money to different individuals and organizations so that we can add some richness to our community. Some of the organizations were the Canton Farmers Market, the Canton Coral Society, the Museum of American Bird Art, the Canton Public Library, the Canton Community Theater, the Brockton Symphony Orchestra, the Fuller Craft Museum, the Friends of the Blue Hills, and more. Uh, we did provide some documents, whether you got a chance to look at them yes, or not, I don't know, but we have certain criteria for awarding the grants, and then we have a process where we review every application and eliminate some. But the criteria for awarding the grants, uh, we want the programs to be in the arts, the sciences, or education. Uh, we want to encourage diversity in our community, so we're committed to funding an array of programs that include generational, racial, um, ethnic representation. We also, in, we insist that it be of a benefit to the town, and that could either be that Canton citizens are participating in the program in another town, or that it comes, that the program is in our town and benefits our citizens that way. There's additional, additional criteria we use to make our decisions. Um, and that would be the qualifications of the applicant, the accessibility of the venue, the financial need of the organization or the applicant, and the artistic merit of the program. We are all volunteers and we're motivated to help and we've participated in other community things and we all enjoy our work on the council very much. Um, thank you for appointing us and please spread the word. Please spread the word that we are here and we have grants available. Please spread the word uh, about our council and please spread the word that we're always looking for new members to join our council. So far we have nine vacancies, which might be the more the merrier or it might be difficult to make decisions with more people, but we're, we are always have jobs for people to do. It could be either something marginal or something where you're really full in. We welcome questions from the board if anybody has any additional information. Um, and I would welcome any of the other members of our council to add anything if they'd like to. They're quiet. How, how often do you meet? It's a busy season is when the applications are coming in, which is really right now. Uh, we meet once a month. I think historically the council maybe used to meet three months out of the year, but there's a lot of work to do. So we're meeting once a month. Uh, did we take off July? 
No, we're really, we're, there's stuff to do. So, so if someone was interested, what nights do you normally, or is there a set night that you normally, oh, or is it just kind we of? we have picked a date. First Wednesday of the month. First Wednesdays of the month. Oh, good. And not summer. everybody comes, and they, they're virtual so far, so oh, okay. they'll show up oh, in so. their pajamas if they have to. <laughs> Lisa? Um, first of all, thank you very much for the work that you all do and contribute to the community. Can you just comment on if somebody is interested in making an application for funds, What's the process? How do they go about that? What's the deadline? And am I correct that unlike other um, grant applications, say for the mass cultural, you know, statewide grants, an entity or a person does not have to be a formal 501c3. Um, it, it could be literally any private citizen if they persuade you that there is a project that is worthy and we, would benefit the town. We welcome local artists and I wish we could just get that word out. I'm gonna uh, pass this on to Trish because she's more familiar with the exact steps. I mean, I know them, but do you mind talking oh, sure, for a minute? Yeah, okay. uh, thanks for your question, Lisa. Yeah, the, um, so the Mass Cultural Council really is our parent organization and every community in the state of Massachusetts either is uh, part of the Mass Cultural Council or a group, like a region, um, like Byfield and on the western part of the state, they might gather together. But it's rather unique that every community is somehow accounted for through this council. And the history of it started with the lottery way back, you know, in the 70s, I think. They decided to have the lottery to fund the arts organizations, and it has its roots in that, and it's still part of that. But um, <coughs> the, we have three websites that um, are available to the Canton community, and we have our own on Facebook, and we have it through the town um, website, and there's also the Mass Cultural Council. So I think the best way to go is with the Mass Cultural Council, look for the, your LCC, it's known as the Local Cultural Council, choose Canton and in there you'll have everything because Angie wrote this wonderful uh, list of priorities and guidelines and regulations and it's all very well contained and described there, what an applicant would be going through, there's a video there if you're new to that, it's all well, online. We also have a member who helps with the application process, that's, that's kind of new. That Are there rolling applications or is the date by which they must be submitted? October 17th at 11.59 p.m. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what I was exactly. looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a little nap and you want to get back to it, you got a few more hours before the ding hits. It's, it's not a lengthy application. No, it, it is and it's just what, how much money you're looking for, a budget, what's your, um, your talent that you'd like to share with the community, uh, it can be you know, educational, it can be, um, you know, arts related, it can be kind of whatever you feel you want to do, scientific experiments can be part of it. It's pretty broad, and you don't have to live in Canton to apply, but we're looking for Canton Association. Do you work in Canton? Do you live in Canton? Like, why would somebody from Springfield want to apply to Canton? Well, we'll look at that, but what can you do for Canton? Are you really going to drive? Well, they probably applied in a whole bunch of communities, and we're just one of many. Yeah, let me cut you off there for a minute because somebody applied for money to paint a mural in Springfield. I don't think we, we're not that interested. We would much rather have, you know, robotics in Canton at the library or music at the farmer's market. Um, this, this, you know, it should be pretty local. But there is a busy time of the year. I'd say there's three months that are busy and the rest of the time we're doing a little research with, you know, who's around and how much fun are they and whether they do good presentation and if the ones that we've granted in the past were relatively successful and well attended. 
We recently had one at the Canton Public Library. It was a potter who talked about the Saturday Night Girls at the Museum of Fine Art. It was like amazing. I, I didn't know anything about it. But there's always more to learn, and that's part of the culture. So we're not asking for anything except maybe spread the word. Any other comments or questions? I just want to say thank you and um, uh, to, to you folks as well. And I have to say one, one word. Diane, it's great to see you. I, I remember 30 <laughs> years ago dropping my questionnaire off in your mailbox, and you look beautiful. He you does look, look beautiful. I, I mean, yes, really, it's so good to see you. And, uh, and uh, it, it's, I, I, Standish, I, used to, I was scared to death to put it in the mailbox. <laughs> that goes back a long way. How long have you been involved? I just I, I I it's just I feel like we grew up together, <laughs> but I'm a lot older than you. I know. <laughs> no, no, but I, I had to say something. I, I didn't want to embarrass you, but I couldn't let the opportunity go by. And, and it's great to see you folks as well. And and uh, I just that name just resonated right there. So thank you, thank you, for you folks, and thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks for having us. Good luck. Mr. Theodore. Next on the agenda is the MBTA Communities Law Action Plan. Ms. Lopez, would you like to? Why do you go over there? You want to go over there with Jean? I am. I'm going uh, to move for just a moment. And I forgot something <laughs> that I need. <laughs> that would be them. <laughs> And Susan left me some instructions that say press B to get to the PowerPoint. There we go. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting here both because I am um, just going to comment for a few minutes in my capacity as chair of the housing trust since we're talking about housing and also because I want to move the slides, <laughs> which makes it easier. And with me tonight is uh, Jean Manning, our temporary town planner. Um, and the purpose of my remarks is just to refresh all of us on the MBTA Communities Law uh, because there are some relatively near-term um, action items that uh, are coming due. And, and the first thing that's really worthwhile emphasizing, um, I know that we all had a short presentation by Mr. Aspinwall, perhaps back in March, but it's important to emphasize that the law requires zoning changes, not housing production. And in sum, the law says that MBTA communities, and I'll comment for a moment on what that means because it's a term of art, must create zones around public transit stations that permit the required housing density by right. So no age or family limitations can be in the zones at all. And the two sort of driving principles for the law are one, that zoning for multifamily housing by right will eventually produce more housing in affected communities. It's sort of this notion, not quite build it and they will come, but zone for it and they will come, the they being the developers. If we zone, 
um, then that provides regulatory certainty. Um, the last thing that um, developers are interested in is regulatory uncertainty because that means uh, potential litigation or delay and they don't want to deal with that. If there's regulatory certainty, then they may in fact partner with the town on projects that would be regarded as mutually beneficial. And the second driving force is this principle that TOD, which is either transit-oriented development or transit-oriented de uh, design, that kind of planning is really good for communities. It's regarded as smart policy for transit because it puts more people on public transit, good for the environment because it takes cars off the community roads, lessening traffic, it's good for housing because it creates more housing over time and it's good for economic development because transit-oriented design typically is in areas of the community that are close to downtown and so you've got pedestrians that become customers for local businesses. Um, the other point that's worth mentioning is that zoning for multifamily housing around public transit will be rewarded over time both because we will have more housing eventually but there is also money. You know, as we've talked about in the past, the state has both a carrot and stick report, uh, approach, and the carrot is that there's an awful lot of money um, being um, uh, given to cities and towns these days um, in grants and otherwise. And so communities that demonstrate transit-oriented design are going to be at the head of the line for getting those state um, awards. Um, it is important to point out that different communities are affected differently by this law, and that plays into why we need to have a sense of urgency. There are 175 communities in the state of Massachusetts that are all implicated because they have some kind of public transit. Either they have rapid transit, or they have commuter rail, which is Canton, or they are what is considered to be an adjacent community, namely um, a community that doesn't have one of those two things but is next door to a community that does. And then there's a brand new category uh, called an adjacent small town. Each of these four MBTA categories determine the effective date of the law. Different categories have to be compliant with their zoning changes by different dates. In addition, where the, the zones are located depend in part on the amount of developable land near the transit station. And by that I mean if the transit station has complete open space around it, that's going to be a target area the state will look to to create the zone. If, however, the transit station is already completely developed, then the community is given more latitude to create a zone more distant from the public transit. Um, the other thing that's really important to remember is that the zoning density minimums, those numbers which are determined by the state, depend upon the category, again, either rapid transit, commuter rail, or adjacent communities, as well as the community's current total housing inventory because it's a ratio um, that the state tells us how we are going to be impacted. And this is just a map that gives you an idea of the breadth of the scope of this law that the state is using to create zoning which it, help, it hopes over time 
will attract developers to create more housing around stations. The really important point tonight, I think, is that Canton is very well positioned to achieve compliance with this law. Um, because of our category, our zoning changes have to be in place by December 31, 2024. So we've got just about a year um, plus to make sure that the zoning changes are in place. That means town meeting of May of 24, which means that all of the planning board work to put these zoning changes in place has to be done probably by next fall. <clears throat> However, and that gives us ample time to do the work that we need to be, to be focused on. But the state also says that in order for a community to continue to be eligible for grants, um, there needs to be a action plan for compliance that is filed by each community that's affected by January 31, 2023. So that's about three months. Um, we're in a great shape because Canton already demonstrates commitment to this transit-oriented development or design in the Revere site housing. And the importance of that is to the extent that we make zoning changes to create more housing, um, more dense housing, more multifamily housing, those zoning changes will be consistent, aligned with the so-called facts on the ground of what's already in place. It's not going to be a dramatic change uh, from what's in place. Moreover, um, Canton's current zoning, it's possible, may have already reached or exceeded the minimum density requirements of this law. And that's because when we were first given the presentation, um, it was based on the town planner's analysis of draft regulations that were in effect in March. There was feedback by many cities and towns to the state, and those resulted in changes to the regulations that were issued in <laughs> August. And so as a consequence of these August regulations, um, the state says, Canton, your 2020 housing units that we're going to assign to you are you know, 9,930, roughly 10,000 housing units. You have to have zones that create this housing density, 50 acres. And we're going to assign to you a minimum required density of 1490. That means the zones that we put in place, if built to capacity, have to include or have to create housing of at least 1490. When Laura Smead did the analysis in February and March, her analysis said that we had exceeded this number. But the number in effect for Canton at the time was even higher than that. Right. So the numbers have come down. So at least as to density and at least as to some zones that are already in place surrounding both the Canton Junction Station and the Canton Center Station, we may have already reached the density. We may want to tweak, however, where those zones are located. Um, and that gets to the really recommendation that um, this board authorize a cross-functional working group to make sure that we are um, on track 
to file our action plan when it's due in January. Um, and so ideally, if the town administrator, um, our new housing coordinator, Kevin Shea, um, a representative from the planning board, um, and I've spoken to the planning board chair who supports this approach, um, certainly our temp temporary town planner who's been focused on this, and perhaps a representative from the ZBA, um, were to work together and create the action plan, and the state has dictated exactly <laughs> in what form it requires it. I've included a copy of that as well in the materials. And we need that to be completed in time for a review by planning board, review by the select board, so that it can be then filed by the state. And lest we think that um, we don't need to be worried about this or concerned about this, um, I, I would just remind us all that one of the grants that we would not be eligible for if we were not in compliance is the quarter million dollar grant we received last year for the work along uh, Neponset Street. Um, so, I mean, that's a hunk of change, uh, which, um, you know, we don't want to leave on the table, particularly, I believe, since we're in such good shape. Mm. So as long as we just do the work, and then um, after filing the plan that the planning board and this board feels comfortable with, we then um, take <clears throat> all necessary action to put the new zones in place. And perhaps Mr. Manning has something to add. Thank you, Lisa. A really thorough presentation. Um, I shared with Lisa, I was on a call last week with several Norfolk County communities, Dedham, Walpole, Norwood, Sharon, Needham, several others. Um, towns are at varying levels of engagement with this. And just some background that Lisa uh, presented at the beginning, there's 175 municipalities out of the 351 in Massachusetts that are impacted by this from Boston all the way almost out to Worcester, up to the North Shore to Salem and Danvers, and down to Taunton and soon to be Fall River and New Bedford. Um, so the outcry on this, as Lisa mentioned, was really um, 100 communities, we were told, reached back and said, hey, this is a very aggressive plan for municipalities to have to in uh, implement with low-income housing. We're not prepared for this. We have existing facilities. We need we need to revisit this. And as Lisa shared, the result of the numbers that were presented tonight are the new numbers that the state heard the feedback of not only um, Canton but surrounding communities, and have a, have us much more within a targeted number. I, I want to be very clear, though, and just clarify something yeah, that sure. you said. This is not low-income housing. This is zoning for density. 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 Yes. And, right. and it's possible that some of the housing right. will be so-called affordable housing, but it's also possible that none of it will be, right. except to the extent that we have a local bylaw that calls for inclusionary zoning. Mm -hmm. But it is not 1,490 units of low-income housing. No. So I don't not want there to be confusion about that. Yeah, and I apologize for any misrepresentation. It does allow for 20, up to 25% of housing to be for a minimum revenue category. So correction on that. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. Um, just in terms of, of the numbers, I've been in contact with Kevin Shea, and I would certainly support yeah. Lisa's recommendation for this committee, and we'll work with uh, Charlie and the boards to come up with a plan uh, that we'll work through the uh, select board on. Right. <clears throat> any members, any questions? I just have, I, I might have misunderstood. 
you're saying we could we could already be in compliance with this, these new regulations coming out with the new numbers? In part, um, the number says 1490, and subject to verification, right now Kevin is doing work. The housing coordinator is doing work with our GIS analyst in town to. Uh, confirm that's the case. However, we would have to make some zoning changes. For example, the zoning that permitted the Revere um, Heritage Site condominiums permitted over 55 um, housing, that limited to households of over 55. This new law says that the zone has to be of a certain density, which we may already have achieved, but it cannot restrict Limited. households to um, eliminate either children or people of a certain age. So we would have to make some zoning related changes. In addition, it's entirely possible that we want to tweak a bit the particular areas that are designated as these high density zones. So for example, you know, there's areas around Canton Junction, which perhaps, I'm just making it up, maybe aren't included in the zoning today that, that has multifamily zoning and and maybe you know good planning would say that it makes sense to do so. We've got we've we've got a year plus to figure that out. But in terms of absolute numbers, we are if not exceeding, we're very very close. The numbers are not going to be the issue, I don't think. Great. So we're in good shape. Great. So the shape we're in. Right. Any other questions or comments, Mr. Lochran? Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, so. Uh, Two questions, uh, Mr. Manning, when you said that you spoke to some of the Norfolk County towns, where are they in this? I mean, are they, are they putting together an action plan or are they resisting or is it a mix? Yeah, they're all over the board. They're Westwood, I found Westwood and Dedham uh, were in the process of putting plans together. Westwood specifically for the Westwood Station right. area and Dedham over by Legacy Place on the east side by there, what is their Avalon? Yep. Uh, over there. Those were the sites that were mentioned. Needham was uh, really not looking at it yet. The rest of the communities were in the planning stages, had not really done too much. So to Lisa's uh, point with our plan due on January 31st, 23, I think it would be really prudent for us to engage this advisory committee she's recommending to put together our town plan and again, um, you know, this isn't anything that has to happen immediately as, as Lisa really uh, clearly identified. This is a plan, it's a map for us to be able to meet the state requirements and guidelines. But there isn't anything imminent that the town is required to do short term. And then based on the numbers that Kevin comes up with and this committee recommends to the board, we'd, we'd come back and and work through Lisa and the board on some recommendations. It's worth saying, and I, and I think, uh, Mr. Lachlan, you're familiar as a member of the Housing Trust that there is a draft housing plan that um, the Housing Trust has been working on for the last you know, six months, and it identifies a number of goals and strategies, which um, this plan that we have to file with the state um, could benefit by. We could just lift some right. of that language right out of that draft plan so uh, we're very close to being able to file the January 31st plan. It's not gonna be a heavy lift. We just have to get it done. And then the right people in the room have gotta really focus on where should the zones be and are there any tweaks to our current zoning to make sure that we're in compliance with both the density and the 
non-discrimination against families requirements. And uh, second question, if this goes to town meeting to make the zoning changes and town meeting says, we're all good with density housing, like I don't want any more of that in town and it doesn't pass, the big risk is we just are no longer allowed to get grants. You know, we, we would be, um, I don't know, penalized is the right word, but we, we would not be allowed to get certain grants that we've come to expect. That's or at the least stick. That's the yeah. stick. And you're, you're absolutely right. Okay. Just, just in, in terms, in, I don't know if Lisa heard different information on this, but the January 1st, uh, January 1st deadline for us is a milestone. If we file that, we'll be on track if it moves forward to town meeting. I think a lot of this is making our milestones and making our, our um, commitments along yeah. the way. Um, and if we are close, as, as Lisa had said, you know, I believe there are some provisions. The one thing I did hear in the call is there's a lot of state resources being provided to municipalities along the way to help us with questions like the board has. So hopefully as we get into this, based upon what the numbers are, we can make a compelling case and then the zoning would follow hopefully a positive town meeting vote. But, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable and in speaking to Lisa, I, I hope we'll have more answers for the board over the next 30, 60, 90 days as we move forward and have our data together. Thank you. The, um, just as I, as I think of the housing that is already in place, um, you know, I, I think Ms. Lopez had said like, well, they might tweak the zoning and say, all right, well, you can't build there and there's no more space. So, um, so I just wanna be sensitive to, you know, we might, uh, in order to comply, we might have to put some sort of density housing where maybe we don't want to put it, or maybe the neighbors don't want us to put it there. And, and that's all subject to the kind of um, public meetings, mm -hmm. public hearings that the planning board will hold, you know, pursuant to any zoning change that is being contemplated that the planning board will ultimately have to recommend for or against. So, yep. yeah, I mean, the, the report or the action plan that we file as a town by January 31st doesn't preempt any of that. Yep. It still has to go through all of the normal process and the town gets to decide you know, how it wants to, uh, to go forward or not. I mean, I suppose that could be, a, that could be an option. Yep, okay, thank you. Thank you, this is a great presentation. Another comment, I see the chairman of the planning board, uh, uh, Ms. McDermott, Patty, you wanna say some words? Thank you, Mr. Chair, yes. Um, happy to do uh, public sessions because there's a lot of misinformation about the rezoning. I've actually heard people say, well, the town's going to have to buy certain pieces of parcels and change it into housing, and that's not simply not the case. We're just doing zoning changes where we see is going to be applicable to what they're requesting by the state. Right. Thank you. Who's putting the action plan together now, Eugene? Just to change it, no, no. Um, we we haven't started yet. It's fairly recent information, so I deferred to Ms. Lopez on the timeline on that. Who's the action plan that's due in January, who's putting that together? Uh, I mean, the proposal this, this is group. that this working group of Mr. Duty, Mr. Manning, Kevin Shea, a representative of the planning board, and perhaps a representative of the ZBA, that they will put together a draft action plan according to, I included the materials, the state tells you exactly what they want your plan to look like, sort of fill in the blanks. 
It's, um, it's one of those uh, attachments. Um, and, but they've got to do so in time that it gets blessed both by the planning board and gets blessed by this group before it's due on January 31st. And the only other person I may, may want to consider is uh, our building commissioner. He, he, he's forgotten more than I'd ever know about Zoom. Yeah. And I don't want to volunteer him so, for another committee, but I just did, so. <laughs> so is there, if, can yeah, there be a motion that, that this working group be created? Do, uh, that's what I was going to say. Do we need a motion tonight on this, or do you think you can wait till the next meeting? Or? Yeah. yeah. Time get, is critical. Okay. So, so what, the, is there, should there be a name to this committee, or just the... Um, it is the MBTA Communities Law Working Group. Okay, I make a motion that we create the committee uh, according to the members that Ms. Lopez just um, stated for um, putting together this plan, the actual plan. Second. Motion been made and seconded. Is there any further discussion? So uh, I would like to see somebody from zoning and I would like to see uh, our building commissioner on there as well. well. Do you want to just if that's okay. a motion? Yeah. All these but, plus building commissioner. You want me to just put plus? Okay, so it, the proposed before working. We, before we vote on that, go ahead. Is okay. there anyone in the audience want to say anything? Okay, thank you. I just wanted to make sure. So we'll list the thing. Would be the group would be consist of um, town administrator, the housing uh, something from the housing co coordinator, planning board rep, um, temporary town planner, ZBA rep, and the building inspector. Building commissioner. commissioner. Building commissioner. So moved. Second. Motion be made and seconded. Yep. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, 5 0. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Lopez. Thank, thank you, Mr. Manning. Thank you again. Ms. McDermott, thank you. Laurie, did we get the date today? The date? Oh, God. Within five minutes, I get a text from the wall. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Very nice. Hello? <laughs> Mr. Uh, Theodore. Next on the agenda is the Top Golf Lot 1 Deed Easement Agreement for the Traffic Control Measures. Mr. Duty, would you like to speak on this or, or would have? Sure. Are you, Seth? You want to come up? Any? Town Council? Young Paul Dorenzis, can we call you that? <laughs> yeah. Not I haven't seen Paul in a while. What so. did that gesture mean? <laughs> I heard his name. That's all he heard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Good afternoon. Uh, Pierre Youssef. Uh, I work at the office of town council, Brooks and Dorensis. Uh, so here we have two, two uh, motions. One is for an easement document granting the town of Canton via their select board. Uh, access maintenance for a traffic control control area in the uh, area of lot one where uh, the select board through the town will uh, maintain uh, etc that area for traffic control purposes the uh, second is uh, lot one going to the conservation commission and so today the uh, select board will vote to allow the conservation commission to accept um, lot one at tomorrow's meeting. Uh, the documents are dated October 7th. I believe that was a question. Yes. And yeah. uh, the two motions have been tweaked slightly, if I may add what has been changed. So for the easement agreement, there's just been an addition 
that towards the end of the motion, it'll also say and authorize the select board chair to sign the easement on behalf of the town of Canton. Uh, that's because the person sales only has one signatory, and so the chair will sign on behalf of the entire select board. Uh, the second change is going to the lot one quick claim deed, and that's the changes towards the end as well. It's going to add after the date and authorize the select board chair to sign the purchase and sales agreement on behalf of the town of Canton. Similar reasoning here. It's one signature. We'll have the uh, yes. select board chair sign on behalf of the entire select board. So October 7th on both of these um, motions? That is correct, yes. And uh, I can give you the tweet. No, I, I'm, I'm also Oh, you have a copy. Perfect. That, so. Okay, so uh, we'll just do one at a time then. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah okay, so fine. the first one, I move that. Yes, hold on. The what? I just want to have one quick question. Why, and maybe it's obvious to everybody else, why are, is this land going to the Conservation Commission and not to the Select Board or the Town of Canton? Why the Conservation Commission? Is that because it's located in a wetlands or something? That wetlands. is correct. I think it was oh, wetlands. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yes, it's a. Uh, it was originally them, then us, and we sent it back to them. Okay. So. okay. Correct. Okay. Yep. correct. And okay. then at, at a later point, there's going to be a lot to being conveyed as well. Okay. Okay, so I move that a certain easement agreement dated October 7th, 2022, as it pertains to certain lots as shown on the plan referenced herein, be hereby accepted by the town of Canton for use for all purposes for which operations, maintenance, repairs, and replacement of traffic control measures located with, within the easement area which are commonly used and maintained by the town of Canton or the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Massachusetts shown on plan prepared by Depreet Engineering entitled Easement uh, Exhibit dated February 11, 2022 and authorized the select board chair to sign the easement on behalf of the town of Canton. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, five, zero. Thank you. The second motion yeah. move, move yeah. that the select board uh, execute the attached approval of the Town of Canton Select Board of conveyance to the Town of Canton, acting through the Town of Canton Conservation Commission, um, and authorizing the Town of Canton Conservation Commission pursuant to Chapter 40, Section 8C, to hereby accept and receive the conveyance by a certain deed dated October 7, 2022, from uh, Canton, Mass. What's Denim LLC? Is that, is that correct? Yeah. M.A. Canton. Okay, LLC. M.A. Canton, Denham, LLC, okay. yes. Okay. Um, LLC of uh, Lot 1, as shown on the plan referenced herein, to be held and maintained under the care, custody, and control of the Town of Canton Conservation Committee for conservation purposes as such proposed that are commonly used and maintained for conservation purposes in the Town of Canton or the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, specifically the lot labeled as AP 22 Lot 1, on, sur on survey prepared by Depreet Engineering entitled ALTA NSPS Land Title Survey dated December 10th, 2021, and authorized the select board chair to sign the purchase of sale and agreement on behalf of the town of Canton. Second. Motion been made and seconded. Any questions, or comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye with the motion. Aye. 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 Opposed, 5 0. Thank you, Mr. Theodore. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you. you. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Next is the, uh, on the agenda is the signing authority for the uh, MSBA Galvin Middle School Feasibility Study Agreement. Mr. Duda, do you want to speak on that? Or? 
Uh, sure. The, the MSBA Galvin Middle School feasibility study, as you recall, was funded by town meeting. It was $1.5 million. And this is uh, basically giving uh, the authority to the town administrator, the chair of the Building Renovations Committee, and the superintendent of public schools to actually sign the document, the feasibility study document agreement. So my, my assumption is that it will probably be the superintendent of schools, but yes. the uh, town council recommended two to three signatories. So that, that's why we have the, the options of the town administrator and the Building Renovations Committee. So this is the first step in the process of the potential building of a, of a middle school. So this is the study. It's not, it's not it's anything to do with construction at this point. And just for the record, the money was appropriated at last, last year's town meeting. So, so we're on our way. Yeah. <laughs> All set? For the motion, or did you? I haven't heard one, have I? No, I just I didn't know if you wanted to say anything, John. Uh, so I moved that the board Maybe off. I missed it, but I missed a lot of things. Go ahead, Mr. Theodore. You sure? I move that the board authorizes signing authority for the MSBA Galvin Middle School feasibility study agreement to be the superintendent of public schools, the town administrator, and the chair of the building renovation committee. Second. Motion to remain second. Any discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5 0. Uh, next is the award of the. Um, Bid water for the Parker Park tank. I move that the um, board award Selco uh, partnership doing business as Verizon Wireless the least bid award at the Parker Park water tank. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any um, comments, concerns, questions? This, is, uh, this isn't a new one. This is just a continue. It's been there for years. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5 0. Maybe we'll get better. Horizon service in Canton than we do now. That would be a help. It's terrible down, especially around De between Denham Street and Chapman Street. That certain people I hang up on, and I blame it on that, but that's another story. But yeah, that, that area of town, we got to do something. It's terrible. Mr. Theodore. Next is the, um, oh, I lost my place listening to you, oh, the chief fire chief contract. contract. I move that the board approve the uh, fire chief contract for E. Wendell Robbery. Second. Motion been made and seconded. Questions, concerns, Ms. Lopez. Um, I made a number of just questions and, and requests for clarifications um, in the contract language that we saw this weekend. I sent that to Ms. Middleton and um, Mr. Duty, and uh, perhaps they can have an opportunity to answer those, and then we can come back and, and uh, approve it next time. Right. That, uh, yes. That, it doesn't seem like any of them are a lot of no. heavy lifting. It's just that the Some timing was technical such. Um, questions. There doesn't seem to be anything in we'll there. We'll put on the agenda for next meeting. Yeah, there's nothing with that's the, with the, um, earth shattering. Uh, sure. Okay. So we'll uh, put that on the uh, next agenda. With the, with the, uh, Which is so that is going to October 25th. All right. So the the only the only question is the contract that was proposed. It was set to begin the 17th of October. So well, we can we'll change that date. To we make a date it after the meeting, exactly. Yeah, we can do it retroactive. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Do that, that so he doesn't. He's act. He's the chief now. No. So right now he's he's not the deputy chief. Is the acting chief. So until the contract is signed, uh, Captain Robry wouldn't become the active chief. Has we have we spoke to uh, uh, Mr. Robry, uh, Captain Robry? I have. Yep. Is well, he, the he, only. You understand that there's no. 
Oh yeah, no, the only substantive change was um, we, he agreed to. Yeah. Uh, so that's not an issue. The, other, the others are basically language, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just questions and clarifications. Yeah. It shouldn't, I mean, I mean, frankly, I'd be comfortable given the fact that he is expecting it to be effective on the 17th of October, and we don't want to put it off, to delegate to you as chair and to the town administrator to answer the questions and clarify the contract to the extent that it needs it, yep. rather than holding it up for two weeks. Yeah, I agree. I think actually we, we probably answered 90% of the questions yeah, so. already. We just haven't had a chance to get it back into, into yeah. the hands of the board yet. Ooh. So, Sure. What's your name for the record, please? Jody Middleton, HR director. Uh, Some people might not know in the audience. Everyone knows you, except that there might be a couple new faces. So, Charlie Duty and I went through your revisions. We had some questions. We did not um, find them terribly. We made most of the revisions. I did have a chance to put the revised in your package. I don't know if you want. So, we did. There was non controversial. I, I you made the majority it. of the changes, and the revision is in your package. So I don't know if you want to delay it or if you want to no. vote on the Again, changes. Again, I feel comfortable yeah. delegating that authority to the yeah. chair and Mr. Duty. So that's fine. Yeah, why don't we do that? Just want to keep the ball going. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah but yeah, the revised would... version is in the package. Yeah. Okay, so I'll look at it tomorrow. And <laughs> so is it? So it. it there's no motion then, or are we going to take the motion? No, there, the, there is. We'll make a motion. We'll vote it now. Okay. Yes. With yeah, the, so with, I move that to board. Mr. Lopez with, with myself and with uh, Charlie Duty and uh, make sure things is what uh, Ms. Lopez had, had, had looked at yeah, for concerns. But it's all it's all squared away, though. Yes, but you yeah. just oh. want to make sure. It's okay, so we'll approve the fire chief's contract for e Wolverine. <coughs> Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any further questions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, 5 0. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Lopez. Mr. Uh, Mr. Theodore, sir. Next is the um, vote to approve the uh, police officer memorandum of agreement. Uh, that would be, hold on, well, actually. Chris, do you want to read it? I don't want, I don't want you to read it. Yeah, you, okay, you, well, yeah, I'm yeah, you can't, Chris. You have to recuse yourself. I'm going to recuse myself. Tom, you have it right there? And, and no, I don't. I'm just what, the motion? Motions, yeah. I got it. There it is right here, so if you want it. Um, I move that the board approve the police officer's memorandum of agreement. Is there a second? second. Motion been made and seconded. Any discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Abstain? Abstain. 401. For the record, Mr. Theodore abstains. Thank you. Mr. Theodore, thank I'm, you. Uh, next on the agreement is the uh, uh, approval of the audit proposal for 2022, 23, and 24 as prepared by Roselli. And I move that the board approve the audit proposal. Second. Motion has been made and second. Any further discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, 5-0. Mr. Theodore. That is the, uh, the approval of the warrant for 2022 state election. I move that the board approve it, the warrant. Second. Motion has been made and seconded for the, for the warrant for the state uh, elections. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5-0. Um, this really doesn't affect you, but I'm going to abstain from this next one. I'm I, um, sorry. I move that the board approve uh, the PAS for Detective Sergeant. Um, is it Ed Leon? 
Uh, yes. 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 All, any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Abstained? 401. For the record, Mr. Theodore abstained. Do the next Mr. One? Theodore. Uh, yep, I'm going to just pass on to, this next one on to Crystal. Move that the board approve uh, Will Theodore for PAF for detective. Second. Wait a minute. <laughs> Any further discussions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Aye. Abstain? 401. Again, Mr. Theodore abstains. Thank you. Congratulations to those, um, uh, Lieutenant, um, for uh, Teddy Lehan and uh, Will Theodore. Thank you. Oops. I move. Uh, the next is the uh, an ap uh, approval of the uh, an application to obtain a special liquor license to serve wine at four one day events for Milton players at Pappas Re Rehabilitation Hospital School, 3 Randolph Street, to be held on October 21st, 2022, 22nd, the 21st, the 22nd, 28th, and 29th, 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m., contingent upon Building Commissioner, Police, and Fire Chief's approval. Motion has been made and seconded for the Milton players. Any further discussion, comments? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Next is approval of the, uh, an application for a one-day entertainment at the Irish Cultural Center, 200 New Boston Drive, beneath the tents, at the Irish Beer Festival on October 22nd, 2022, from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m., contingent upon Building Commissioner, Police Chief, and Fire approval. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Mr. Theodore. Next is an application to approve the uh, of special license to serve wine and malt beverages at a one-day event for tapped beer truck for an appreciation event at 785 Washington Street on October 23rd, 2022 from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Contingent upon Building Commissioner, Police Chief and Fire Chief's approval. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any comments, concerns, questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Next, as I move the board appoint Charles Duty, Town Administrator, to the following committees Cable License Renewal Committee, Canton Affordable Housing Trust, the Comprehensive Water Resource Management Plan, Health Insurance Advisory Commi Committee, Liaison to State Ethics Commission, the Permit Advisory Committee, and the Town Insurance Advisory Committee. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any further discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5 0. Huh? We have some concerns. Yeah, we, <laughs> I was going to have the fun to uh, raise money for me. Okay, uh, next is I uh, move that the board appoint uh, Fire Chief Wonder um, Rovery to the following committees uh, Superintendent of Fire Alarms, the Pico Site Task Force, the Permit Advisory Committee, the Reservoir Point Advisory Committee, CASA, the Building Renovation Committee, and uh, as an associate member. Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? 5-0. I say move that the board appoint Donna Pacello as a program coordinator in the Department of Human and Elder Services. Second. Motion has been made and second. Any further discussion? Comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Move that the board appoint Jim Quigley as a member to the Traffic Committee. Second. Yeah, um, there was one other, uh, one other person that was on there that was left out. How many the applicants were there? There was two. A third person had applied, but didn't officially fill out the uh, form. Oh, okay, so it's just so two that we have. Yeah. people reached out, and I think that we have three openings. So I think there's one more. So, so okay, the so we, there was didn't okay. fill out an application. Right. I was, I was and the, young, the woman from um, Highwood Ave. Jordan is it? Jones. What is it? Jordan Jones. That's my fault. 
So I move that the board appoint Jim Quigley and Jordan Jones as members of the traffic committee. Second. Motion to made to add those two folks, Mr. Quigley and Ms. Jones. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, aye. 5-0. Next, I move that the board accept and authorize the use of the gift in accordance with the terms under Mass General Laws 44, Section 53A, the donation in the amount of $257.84 from Paul Batista for the police department. Second. Motion to be made and seconded. Any further discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5-0. Move that the board accept and authorize the use and gifts in accordance with the terms there under Mass General Laws 44, uh, Section 53A. The following donations to the Department of Elder and Human Services in memory of Michael Lochran, uh, Patrick Daly, Madeline Dumas, Mike Gale, and Andrew Chameleon Sr. Second. Motion to be made and seconded. Any further discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5-0. That the board accept and authorize the use of the gift in accordance with the terms of the National Laws 44, Section 53A, the donation of $100 to the Department of Elder and Human Services from the Lions Club. Second. Motion to be made and seconded. Any comments, concerns, questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5 0. Next, I move that the board accept and authorize the use of gifts in accordance with terms of National Laws 44, Section 53A, the donation of $50,000 from Outfront Media, $18,750. For the Charlotte billboard and thirty-one thousand dollars, thirty-one thousand two hundred fifty dollars for the ninety-three ninety-five billboard. Second. Okay. Motion to be made and seconded. Any further discussion? Hearing none. All those in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed, five zero. Hold on one second here. Now we're gonna have something here. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. A vote to the non-essential municipal offices, November twenty-fifth. Twenty-fifth. Day for Thanksgiving. Second. Vote to close non-essential municipal office November 25th. Second. What's the 20? Oh, it's, it's a day after Thanksgiving. Okay. It's after, yeah. And then the, we always, that everyone has to sign off, correct? Yes. That's the way it's traditionally always been. Any other comments, questions, concerns? <coughs> no. Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, five zero. Uh, the board approve the use of mitigation funds for the sign and dedication for bridge <coughs> and uh, amount to be determined. I don't know. I don't know. What's it? Does anybody have the amount? So, any, now or is it still? This is for the bridge. The bridge. Oh, for the bridge. Um, I haven't got the, the official amount. We have a meeting. Well, it's the 23rd, so I haven't got the, the total amount. Uh, they're still working on it, so. I don't know what it's going to be. Can we push this to the 25th meeting then, when we have an amount? Or? Yeah, the dedication is the 23rd, so. Oh, okay. Uh, we, yeah, we can do. I mean, we can have it the 23rd, but, but you know, I don't know what the amount would be. I haven't uh, got all the, all the. Um, um, I know what the signing is going to cost, and. Um, you want to? Uh, do we have a ballpark that we could? Could do an amount to, not to exceed. I don't want to guess. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't remember what the what the last sign cost. These are the new signs that never have to be replaced because the old ones had to be replaced. You have to, I mean, after several years, they just replaced. We just replaced the Richard Stein at the Animal Control uh, Center. Um, well, can can't we just? Well, when do we need it by? The the uh, dedication is the 23rd at one o'clock. You don't even have a ballpark figure. I do, do want to, I know it's not going to be this much. Do you want to go just a high figure? Uh, yeah, up to fifteen. Yeah, it won't be that much. Just want to do that just to be safe. Up to fifteen hundred. Fifteen thousand. 
It's not going to be that much. I mean, rails was, was a lot more. I mean, you want to do 10,000? It's not going to be that much. I, I don't know what the sign is. So and the, the only other cost is a little reception afterwards. And the uh, good folks at the, um, the Paul Revere Heritage have donated the bond. So that's not going to cost. Do you want to go not to exceed 10,000? It, it won't be that much. Is everyone comfortable with that or not? Obviously I, don't, I don't. It's going to be done one way or the other, correct? Well, no yeah. matter what the figure is. So, I don't. yeah. This is at the George F. Jenkins Memorial Bridge, uh, at um, at, Re at Revolutionary Way, and I apologize. I meant to get that, but um, I did get some other things. On um, I thought that yeah, I, I saw that on there, and I had, it, it, again, it's my fault. So. So you think ten thousand dollars? Yeah, if not, then we'll have, I know, we'll find out. You passed the cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you better cover it. <laughs> so, so I think that if we, if we approve up to 10000 in the NEDA meeting, we could just um, report what the number was. Yeah, I'll have the numbers by then. Okay. Won't be, I, I can't see it imagine being more than that because it's not, you know, with the rails, we had the granite marble and the, uh, um, as you see outside. So. Are there any other costs besides the sign itself? And just the uh, just some um, refreshments, yeah. light refreshments afterwards, similar to what you had at, at, at your, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Four, I think it was four hundred dollars. That was a, somewhere right around there. I think you'd be safe not to accept that. That's okay with the board. My, again, I apologize. Okay, so I'm, the motion will be: I move that the um, approve the use of mitigation for, for the sign uh, dedication for the bridge amount to be up to ten thousand dollars. Second, motion to be made and seconded. Any further discussion? Again, I apologize, and um, I, I can't see it being more than that. But that's even that's expensive. Yeah, it won't be that much. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed, five zero. And that's it's in honor of the former selectman, planning board member, uh, involved in the town for almost 40 years, George F. Jenkins. Um, at one o'clock Sunday, October 23rd, at one o'clock, and then reception at the uh, small light refreshments at the um, pond afterwards. Thank you. Thank um, you. Old business. Yeah. Um, well, what about the banners? Well, that's, yeah, that's, not, that's the first action item under old business. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. The next on the agenda is the uh, banner, the flag, the downtown lighting update. Mike, are you talking on that? I am. So, um, as the board knows, we had uh, discussed changing the um, banners that hang on our um, light poles. Uh, Ms. Lopez had brought the idea uh, of adding um, some Paul Revere uh, historical banners, uh, especially in anticipation of uh, the Heritage Day that we were going to uh, do. And the board had talked about possibly uh, expanding on that even more. Um, and we had discussed possibly like seasonal changes to some of these banners. Um, we had, I've talked to Arafat, our um, town veteran service officer, about, you know, around Memorial Day or Veterans Day, are there things that we can do? So uh, we attempted to have a couple of meetings uh, over the summer, and the most recent one, um, we were looping in the Canton Beautification Committee, and the website had not been updated, so we were reaching out to members that were no longer members. So... Um, we're going to uh, let the Canton Beautification Committee uh, work on kind of like this expanded program for the banners and flags. Um, but I did want to ask the board if, while this project's going on, uh, can we still 
update the existing ones, um, especially, you know, right now that they're really, really faded and, and worn and we, we should be looking to, up to update those while we're waiting to get, you know, kind of an enhanced uh, banner project completed. Yeah, I would agree. The, the banners downtown look, don't look, they look terrible. Ms. Lopez? Um, the pricing that I got in January was about $4,800 to replace all of the 60 banners plus some setup fee. Given the inflation that is, you know, we've all experienced, I have no idea whether that number is still a good number. Um, but that's the, you know, that's the universe we're in. Exactly. Um, and there was a suggestion as part of the discussion that perhaps there also be banners placed at the Paul Revere Heritage Site as well. That number would not include any of those. That would be an additional um, amount of work. But to replace the, the current faded, old, <laughs> torn banners that are downtown, um, I, I mean, I, I would certainly support not waiting for any further um, work to be done to just go ahead and replace those. Um, uh, if there is going to be an additional project, um, I, I still think that there is some merit in considering whether some of them might be dedicated to a sign that essentially says Historic Canton. But, but that's something I would uh, welcome the Beautification yep. Committee to weigh in on. Yep. So just to clarify, they're, they're, we're talking about two different, two different sets of banners, correct? Today, there are 30 banners that say welcome to Canton. With the and American flag. 30 that have the American flag. And we're talking about just replacing them as is. Correct. I guess with the additional consideration of the Beautification Committee coming back to this board. That's okay. I just want to make sure that's clarified. Uh, suggestions for something that is. Grander. <laughs> grander. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, okay, then, and that money, whatever that cost is, will be separate from this cost right now. Right. Okay, the, that's The fine. problem is I don't know what the current cost is because the cost that I had dates from last January. For the, the present ones or the? For the present ones. Present okay. ones. Then, uh, so it, it, it may well have gone up. In fact, I would expect it did yeah, go up. Sure, sure I just don't has. know how much. <laughs> so I, I would, would be comfortable, because I had saw a bill from last time we placed them for 4100 so maybe 5000 for, for, for those banners. I mean, I don't want to go all winter with the, with the American flag being faded and the town of Canton signs being faded. Because uh, people have no, had, had mentioned it to me on several occasions. Uh, and I know Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Gene Manning um, from the CABI, I believe. That's yet, is that the hat you're wearing? Uh, yes, sir. We are. We just wanted to, CABI voted to donate up to a thousand, over $1,000 to the replacement of the banners. It's the organization's 50th anniversary this year of being in Canton. So they wanted to ask if we could have, include something for CABI on a couple of them uh, as they represent the business community here. So knowing the number is gonna be higher, I had originally was told it was around that amount, but we can revisit with the donations committee to try to increase that amount. Um, but CABI definitely wanted to help based on the board's decision to move forward with the downtown Canton banners and be included somehow in the design. I mean, I thank you. I mean, that's incredibly generous of Cabby. Um, I would not rush, however, to want to include 
a reference to cabbie in the design because we are deciding, I think, to just replace the ones that are there and put off for the beautification committee and perhaps so, others to weigh in on another plan. So yeah, because yeah, because that's all that has to all be um, designed and worked out, and all we want is replace the one. And I was I forgot I I was told by by the operation manager. Um, uh, uh, Billy Walsh, that they're roughly $100 a banner, 90, like $98 a banner. Okay, so, so, so that's more. I mean, I was told they were 80, so 100, if there are 100 now. How many do how many do you say we need? 60. 6,000. Um, plus some kind of a setup fee, so it's the replacement plus some fees. But again, I, I just want to be clear, I think it would probably be premature. Um, well, we can add them to the, uh, the, the beautification committee. So, yeah. Sure. So, um, Sorry, Mr. Manning. So um, as we were talking about this, I reached out to several local towns who I know have done similar banner projects. Um, and, you know, some of the towns have done a eat local, you know, shop local type thing. Um, so I, I love the idea of having Cabby represented on some of these banners. But um, to Ms. Lopez's point, I, I would put that in the... Um, beautification committee of you know this is another thing to consider um you know representing cabbie representing the veterans um you know um canton historical um significance and stuff like that so i would put it in that category uh right now we're just trying to replace the existing banners that we know are faded while we get these other banners kind of uh figured out Sure. So whatever the board's preference is, uh, if you'd like to accept the donation, CABI is prepared to make a donation immediately, or if the board would like to wait until a new sure. design is done, we're happy to contribute to the existing ones on Washington Street as time is of the essence. So whatever the board's pleasure, uh, just let myself or any member of the board know we'll be happy to help. Great. Great. Thank, thank you, Mr. Thank Manning. You. Thank you. Qu quick question. For the new banners, what is it... What is your time expected to see on those, to have those done? Probably not, I, if I had to guess, not till uh, next spring. Because the, the beautification has to sit down, they have to go, and everyone has to get together and have what they want to put on, like um, downtown um, Paul Revere, uh, downtown business, you know, yeah, we, no, I'm, I'm just. But if your but, question is, how quickly could we just replace what we have? No, I'm not Very even, quickly. I'm just saying, but wh why spend $6,000 for something that we're going to have for a couple of months? I mean, because they look like heck. And it's not going to, it's going to be all winter. I don't want them to be out there all winter. And uh, we can save the ones we can take down. We can use if some get, right, get torn or uh, broken, uh, torn or uh, uh, get faded or ripped or whatever the case may be. We can keep them in spare. We have no spares here. So they can become the spares. So, so there are okay, towns that, for like Memorial Day, they'll put banners of their veterans. And so that's kind of one of the things that I had in mind, could we change some of these banners out and, you know, recognize our veterans? And then when Memorial Day is over, take them down and, and put the Canton logo back up or the American flag. Um, there are some towns that rotate them by season, just, you know, hey, it's summertime and they'll have fireworks and stuff you know, like yeah, that. I, no, I understand all that. So that, that I'm just we'll wondering about... These. You, we can still use them, so yeah, it's not... Okay, I, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, then, then I'm, I'm fine with that. Were, there were more poles than there are banners. Um, there are, there's not a banner on every pole. 
No, I'm fine with that. So, I was okay. just wondering if they, if they, like you say, if they can be reused. One other thing that I was talking about, the flags, the American flags, they were talking, a couple of people have talked to me about, like, when you go into other towns, I know you mentioned about lighting and all that, is they have the full American flag from their, uh, going through the center of towns, which looks nice. And I'm wondering if we could do if. You can ask the beautification right. committee to look into that. To look into and get a price for that, like I say, around Memorial Day. Where they might have to be. They have to be, as I said, said earlier that before, that they have to, the American flag should, has to be lit up by law. Any flag that's flown yeah. at night. At night. Right. Yeah, at night. How do these other towns do it then? They put them on light posts. What, couldn't we do? Well, oh, years do ago, if you remember years ago, we used to have the American flag up and down Washington Street. They were never lit up, and we received several complaints from people. Okay, it was something to look into, though, because yeah. I was just yeah. saying, even, even with the lighting, because now we... Because well, remember years ago, we used to have the American flag on a wooden pole or um, up and down. Oh, I know that. And yeah. People have said things about the post office and other places that they haven't been lit up. But like I said, yeah, it, would, it school, would just look nice on going yeah. down through the center of town. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It would really be impressive. No, it's a good idea. We, we absolutely have to look. We find a nice place to put it, absolutely. More than one or whatever you want to do, Tom. Um, and then the downtown lighting, John, did you want to... Yes, I get approached by... Um, the lighting um, for the holiday season, we used to have lighting. The lighting is all, it wasn't quality lighting. It was all, we need heavy duty lighting uh, to do the trees basically uh, uh, up in Canton, I mean uh, downtown Canton. And I have to be lit up and they want to, they, they ask us to lit up. If you, if you look at the waterfall um, next to the, the little park across from um, um, Adam Canton Cleaners, if you notice now, there were lights there that, that always shone. And uh, they were burnt out for years, and uh, uh, we had, I looked into it, and we, they've been since relit. If you go by at nighttime, you can see the lights. So um, I'd like to get this done before the holiday season because a lot of the downtown business had, folks have called me and said they'd like to have the lights come back, and we need heavy-duty lights, and I did get a price for this is not to exceed $10,000. For lights that will last, if you want to keep them up all year, uh, we can keep them up because otherwise when the, when the, when the leaves come back, you can't see the lights. And um, I, again, I asked uh, uh, Billy Walsh to look into that, and he came back with the price this afternoon because from my electrician saying heavy-duty lights, heavy-duty, um, um, uh, you know, they want to they, they make it look nice. And uh, as I said, several of the business folks downtown reached out to me. So if that's... So these are lights on the trees? That and, would... on the, uh, and on the, the trunk. Uh, the trunk that would be in place uh, indefinitely. So we wouldn't have to incur the labor to keep putting Correct. them up and taking them down every year. It's up to yes, it would be up to this board if you if we want to keep it up because I know several years ago, uh, this board voted not to keep them on all year. I voted to keep them up just for the record. So, <laughs> but because uh, I thought it would look nice, and we don't. It's up to this board to decide if you want to keep them on all year, like the day after Thanksgiving, and keep you know till all all summer long. But when we when that happened, because obviously the leaves fall off in the winter, and um, uh, in the summertime, they come back, and the, the lights were, were weren't really high quality lights that you couldn't you couldn't couldn't see them. And then they got burnt out because again they weren't quality lights. I was told this is heavy duty industrial lights that will will shine shine brightly. This this may be a foolish question, but is it possible to, if we decide not to keep the lights on all year, to flip a switch figuratively yes. versus taking them all out of the trees and no no we them wouldn't back? take them. You're right. We okay. wouldn't take we wouldn't take them out because. So once we put them up, they're there. Yes, and you don't have to light them. But I think, you know, it's, we can decide later. I, okay, I understand. Thank I you. I like your hand gestures. 
tree. They, they, they're going to rub the tree up the trunk. And <laughs> <laughs> you thought that was. You want to start? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, um, can I just make a suggestion? Yes, sir. On the, on the, you're going to appropriate amount, um, amount of money not to exceed for both those projects for like banners to. and lights. Yes. And that the the lights are not to exceed ten thousand. Yes. And Ms. Lopez had an estimate of forty-eight hundred for the Forty-eight hundred, again, a year ago. Yeah. Plus a setup fee, so yeah. jack it up would, a little bit. Yeah, I would build a contingency into that, say six thousand, and do the appropriation for sixteen thousand, not to exceed. Not to exceed. I move that the board out of mitigation. Or yeah, I would recommend that it come out of um, um, reservoir pond mitigation. I moved that because the board when we had negotiated that, it was for downtown and Paul Revere for the two of them. Okay, so I moved that the um, so. board approve um, sixteen thousand dollars out of the reservoir pond mitigation fund for the um, banners, flags, and the downtown lighting. Second. Any other questions or comments? Everyone understand? Obviously. All those in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed, five zero. Um, Action uh, vendor warrant for the week of 923, $2,067,998.54. Payroll warrant for the same week, $1,324,995.04. Uh, vendor warrant for the week of 930, $1,921,825.31. The payroll for the same week is $295,207.32. Under that, it says the cemetery commitments. I vote that the uh, board approve the cemetery commitments in the amount of $1,200. Second. Motion made and second for the cemetery <coughs> commits. Any further discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5 0. Uh, uh, next one, uh, move that the board approve the uh, water and sewer commitment for residential for $4,611,724.66. Second. Motion has been made and seconded for the water and sewer commitment residential. Hearing no further discussion, comments or concerns, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5 0. Thank you. Move that the board of the water and sewer commitment final for $103,687.80. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any further discussion? A quick comment? question. What is the commitment? What is that? Commitment final. What is that? Water and sewer commitment final, people that are moving out of town. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, final bills. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so yes, I just because you got to pay your water bill before you leave. No, I just, okay, I, I just was wondering. Okay, yeah. that's also motion been made and seconded. I just motion made and seconded. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed five zero. Um, vote to approve cemetery lots uh, perpetual care deeds. Second. Motion been made and seconded. Any further discussions, concerns, comments? Hearing none. All those in favor say aye. 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 Uh, vote to approve the minutes of the select board meeting September thirteenth. And September 20th, 2022. Second. Motion made. Second. Any comments, concerns, questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5 0. Next is the. Sean, um, do you want to talk about this? The, the Construction Outlook Magazine article for uh, Mike Trotter. Do you want to say something on that? Or? Yeah, if, um, Mike Trotter was interviewed in Construction Outlook Magazine. It's a fantastic article. I suggest maybe we put him on. Uh, on uh, the website so people can, uh, it's, it's quite interesting, it's quite nice and um, I got my own copy and I got mine signed already by, by Mr. Trotter. It says, good luck to me from Mr. T. <laughs> so, so um, congratulations Mike. When I called him today, he was, 
he was uh, didn't really want to talk about it because uh, if you follow some of the um, emails have been going back and forth and uh, he was running for cover and he should be very proud he does a fantastic job and he, uh, Mike's not one to um, pat himself on the back and sometimes we should pat him on the back because we were very fortunate to have Mike and a lot of good people in this town so he's one of them and uh, you know he's uh, it, it's a great article and I just want to congratulate Mike it says what he does and Bulger Works Pipeline, an interview with Michael Trotter, DPW Superintendent of the Town of Canton. And it's a nice article, so I would ask that we, if we could put it on the uh, website. So we'll give him a little pat in the back. Thank you, Mr. Theodore. Okay, um, just for other announcements, the uh, upcoming dedication we were talking about earlier for the George Jenkins Memorial Bridge, which will be down off of Norfolk Street, and that's going to be on, when is it, Tron? Sunday, October 23rd at 1 o'clock. Sunday, yep. Thank you. Any other comments, questions? Anyone have to bring anything up? There's a uh, topic not anticipated, Mr. Chairman. Okay, an MBDA license agreement. I'm, I apologize. Uh, the, it has to do with the license agreement for the uh, Massachusetts yes. Bay Transportation Society. So I move that the, uh, that the chair of the. Um, Does that come in this way? What's that? be waived yeah okay so I move that the uh, select chair be authorized to sign the use and occupancy license agreement with the Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority in order for Canton Holdings to commence construction of the pedestrian access walkway second motion to be made and second of a discussion town council mr. Durantis uh, we had to amend that motion after the meeting started uh, so I want to add some may wait Words to the end of the motion. Certainly. Actually, I wrote it out so I can. Let me just read. Thank you, sir. Seriously? You can't read it. <laughs> what, are you, what are you, a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, right, I, so, write, I write Egyptian. So, to, uh, uh, so, and to sign the indemnity agreement by uh, in, by in between the town and Canton Holdings. Yes. That was easy enough. Second. Motion made second. Does that pass the uh, the muster, town council? Mr. Yes. Durantis? Attorney Durantis, thank you. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, five zero. Any other, any other? Anything else before the board? Actually, yeah, I, I had a quick question in this uh, um, at our last meeting. Um, this has to do with the CCCP. In we we kind of I thought we extended the olive branch to the thing, and I thought it was going to be revisited that you would um, that the the committee would maybe take up into uh, to receiving applications mm -hmm. but apparently that never happened well, I'm just I'm, why I mean uh, um, who made that decision not to do it that's what that's what I'm concerned about I, I would prefer that the committee chairs be available to answer that question however I'll give you my information and that is that after the select board meeting the committee received advice both from the state coalition, it received advice from attorneys at the Department of Revenue who 
are obliged to um, uh, enforce this CPA. It also received um, an opinion of counsel um, uh, in response to a direct question about whether the committee is legally obliged to fund applications and was told unequivocally it is not obliged to fund. The committee has met, has begun the onboarding of its new CPA administrator and has determined that for the time being, that is the priority. Um, it is always possible um, that the onboarding is completed and some applications um, could be uh, considered and funded, um, but the committee was not interested in changing the current decision um, based on those three pieces of input. Again, I don't speak for the committee and if this board has questions for the committee, no, but do you, I would really implore it to ask for the committee chairs to come and and uh, and speak. My concern, my concern is that people reach out to reach out to me and ask me that. Basically, they did. They said you guys extended an olive branch, and you were we were told that night that you would revisit it, and it never happened. Um, a member I'm, of the I'm not. I'm not arguing the legalities of it. I'm. 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 I'm going by basically a handshake of okay. We decide to do this, and my concern is, because I, I don't have an answer. Someone asked me that who made this decision. The committee. The committee. So the committee. The committee met after the select board meeting. Yes, it had. A, it had a meeting uh, last. Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday night, I think. No, yeah, but okay. But this this decision was made well before the Tuesday's me meeting. Was there any discussion? There was no discussion. Was there any discussion? There was a discussion. There was um, a statement by the chair, and and there was a discussion about um, the committee's continued view based on all of the inputs that had been received. Um, from the time of the meeting of the select board to the time of that committee um, that reaffirmed the committee's um, prerogative to take all of the um, facts into consideration. And in fact, um, again, please uh, please respect that I'm speaking as one sure. person and I, not I, I, I on behalf no, of the committee. No, okay. I think, but, we, I think this is getting yeah. deeper than it should. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, my question was that we asked if you would revisit it. You said you would. We were told that it would be revisited. So if I, people were anticipating that it was going to be revisited. Now, they, when they spoke to me, I didn't, I didn't get to watch the meeting. So, but when I did look at the meeting, this announcement was made right at the beginning of the meeting, which either means one or two things to me, Lisa, is that someone's making a decision without in, um, including the committee, or there was a meeting that was held between the select, the time we had a select board meeting and that meeting. There was no meeting between the select board meeting and the uh, meeting that was most recently held. If you would like, if you would like to know how the committee chairs um, decided how they wanted to guide the committee, you need to ask the committee chairs. And why don't we have them cast them? Because that's, uh, that's my concern. Is they, that, they just, that's the questions the that chair, I'm I saw at the beginning of the meeting, and one of the, the chairman had said that uh, 
we're not taking any applications. There's no people there wanted to speak and they got they had no opportunity to speak. No, that, people spoke at that meeting for but almost the decision, 40 minutes. But the decision was already made. The decision was already made. That's, that's, that, that's what, the concern. That's what so I know it's not you. So I know. I'm, I'm, why don't we, because we, we were told by a member sitting in the audience that that there would be brought up. It was not brought up. And we have a legal opinion that says that the CCP has to take applications. They don't have to fund them. That's, that's where the disconnect is. Mm -hmm. And the chairman at the beginning of the meeting said, we're not even taking applications. And people were there to speak on it, and they did speak on it, but the decision was already made, and there was no public input. That's, that's the problem I have. So, and, and I know it's not you, but it's, um, it, it's concerning. So maybe we should have the, if the board wants to have, ask, invite the committee. Well, it's, uh, that's, that was the only question I have is who made this decision? That's what people are saying. Who made this decision? We're taxpayers. I want to know who's making the decisions so, on my tax laws without me having any input. In, in fairness, I, I think, um, through you, Mr. Chair, I apologize. Uh, I, I think it makes sense to have um, the, the chair or the co-chairs um, come before us. Um, I, I certainly don't want Ms. Lopez to feel like we're... No, no that's exactly. fine. I mean, if I, I, mean, just, right, I was yeah. just... Yeah, I think it would be a good idea because I, I still don't have the answer as to who made that decision. So, so uh, Mr. Duty, can you reach out to them and ask them to... I shall do that, please. Thank you. Would you like them for the next meeting, if possible? If possible. Is there uh, anything, any other comments, questions, concerns? No. Any, uh, any, other, other, any other business? We have no, no um, executive session. I mean, Mr. Duty is starting off pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Asmall had 10 in a row, I believe, if not longer. Mm. So. I like the new trend. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a motion to adjourn at 7 o'clock? Did I make the announcement that the board will hold its next meeting Tuesday, October 25th? 5.30, solid meeting room. I move that we adjourn. Second. Motion been made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor, adjourn at 7 p.m. Say aye. 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 Opposed, 5-0. Thank you.